Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think... Look out! The lever! Get away from that lever! Don't blow us all to atoms! Welcome everyone to another bonus That Record Got Me High episode. This is another patron curated episode. I love these episodes because I get to hear from all you great patrons who send in submissions and I also love it because it's easy for me. Uh, You guys do a great job. You send them in and I just got to put them all together. And I think the last one I did, I actually talked a little between them, but I'm I'm not even going to do that because you guys do such a good job. You introduce them. You know, some people keep it short and sweet. Uh, Some people go on a bit, uh, but you know, that's fine. Whatever you guys want to do, but it's, but it's so good. You guys are are such pros at this by now. So uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it roll. And then at the end, I'll give you my pick. So the theme for this episode, and by the way, uh, for those of you who don't know who are listening to it, a patron, you may be wondering, what is the, who are these uh, patrons that get to send in? Well, these are people that have uh, graciously decided to become patrons of this podcast that were gummy high. You just go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and you can become a patron of the show. And you could participate in these episodes, which uh, I think are a lot of fun, and I think people really enjoy it, and I certainly enjoy getting all your submissions. So this theme was your favorite uh, favorite song by a female artist or a female-led band. Uh, it was actually a suggestion sent in by uh, newer patron, Marsha Potts. And, you know, it's good. Some people said, oh, well, I, n- I love so many female artists, of course, and of course we all do. But it's true that it is uh, things definitely skew more male. I mean, when I'm looking back on the records we do, obviously there's more male uh, dominated artists and uh, bands than females. So it's nice just to celebrate the females a little. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So that's what we're doing. And uh, as usual, I got some great submissions. Some are, are songs that probably we all know and that are great, but that really couldn't be left out because, yeah, they're they're awesome and they're iconic. And then some people just bring in this uh, artists that I've never heard of and they're great and they're so good so I really enjoy uh, these episodes and uh, thanks again for being patrons and for sending in your submissions and that's it I'm going to hand it over to the patrons enjoy hey Rob it's your favorite alcohol themed burner account Margarita I wasn't totally kidding when I threatened to pick the Spice Girls for this one a lot of the songs by female artists that I have are pop songs uh, beating out Liz Fair, Mitski, PJ Harvey, and Kim Deal is Missy Elliott with Can't Stop off of the album The Cookbook. Reminds me a little bit of Beck's style on Odelay, especially the song called Novocaine. Happy New Year! I be thinking about that big O, the way you used to rock it to me nice and slow. You used to do it till my back fell broke. Uh, you used to say give it to me, I said no. You used to talk that kinky shit up in my ears uh-huh. And you would buy me pink pretty underweers uh-huh. And I would moan cause you would make me feel nice Come on. And you would make me feel like making love twice What I'm saying, you the man I'm in love And I like when you do it rough uh-huh. Hey shorty, I can't get enough okay. Can't stop, won't stop Call me pug uh-huh. Hold me down to the ground, pick me up uh-huh. Now move it round, break it down, hold up uh-huh. Scream loud, black and proud, that's fun uh-huh. 9 to 5, do it live, show love I be thinking about the way you do it good. Uh, I like you cause you raised in the hood. Uh, 
Yeah, put your back into uh. it I tell you no, change my mind, then I do Come it on. You cute, you fine, you fire Ooh. I'm the boss, do the job, you hire Ooh. Heather Hunter must have got me inspired uh. To work for hours, fall asleep, get you tired Cause Hey Rob, it's Steve Michener. I'm a sucker for the sound of the female voice, and many of my favorite songs were sung by women. But this one stands out because, in addition to being a great song, it delivers a feminist message way before it became mainstream to do so in a pop song. In 1963, while still in high school, Leslie Gore went into a studio with Quincy Jones and recorded a string of hits that all stand out in pop history. But it's her defiant anthem, You Don't Own Me, That's My Personal Favorite. The song is a minor key masterpiece, telling her boyfriend that she's not an object to be possessed, while most of the songs of the time were preaching quite the opposite. Although it was written by men, Gore owns the song, sounding much older than her 17 years, writing the dynamics of the brilliant arrangement like a pro. The song was released in late 1963, and was only kept out of the number one spot by some new band from England singing, I Want to Hold Your Hand. People our age may remember her hormone-stirring appearances as one of Catwoman's minions on an episode of Batman, singing another one of her great songs, California Nights. I didn't discover this song until about 15 years after its release, just as I was starting to date women. And it always served as a catchy reminder to me that love is not possessive or controlling. And the song taught me a lot about relationships over the years. You don't own me. I'm not just one of your many toys. You don't own me. Don't say I can't go with other boys. And don't tell me what to do. I'd never stay Hey Rob and patrons, Corey DeBrowa here. That song by a female artist that got me high in 2021 was Snail Mail's Valentine. The title track to her new album, Lindsay Jordan took music lessons as a team with Helium's Mary Timoney. Uh, and their, mu- their mutual tendency to mix tough and vulnerable is all over her new record. She's only 22, but in between her last album and this one, there was a bad breakup, a rehab stint to recover from the dark effects of new fame, Imagine Neil Young writing about parasitic cameras and someone trying to erase him. Snail Mail basically shoves the dudes from Guyville away from the mic and assumes her rightful place to obsess and be just as creepy as any other male singer-songwriter, ending her title track in its super chilling, creepy video by insisting to her lost ex, I adore you, 
The exact kind of thing David Byrne might have insisted right before his character killed someone. The whole record packs that kind of dramatic, messy, heartbroken punch. She's the natural inheritor of Sharon Van Etten, Liz Fair, maybe even Patti Smith, and I love this record. Let's go be alone Where no one can see us, honey Careful in that room Those parasitic cameras Don't they stop to stare at you Can't love for us both You've gotta live and I gotta go and the song that got me high by a female artist or more accurately for the song I'm going to introduce a female fronted band is the song Billy's Birthday by Romeo Void. Last year I picked up their 1984 album called Instincts from Atlantic Sounds in Daytona Beach. It was cheap and I knew a few of their songs and I liked them well enough so I bought it. Well, when I listened to the album, though, I was pleasantly surprised by how good it was. The song Billy's Birthday was my favorite one, and I think more people should hear it, so I'm sharing it today. Check it out. This is Jeff Greenstein. I know you. You want to be cool. You want to say Patti Smith, but Patti Smith had Lenny Kay. You want to say X, but Exine had John Doe. You want to say Pylon. In fact, I want to say Pylon. But even though Vanessa's possibly the coolest front woman in rock history, there are guys in that band. Guys are gross. 
The Runaways had Kim Fowley. The Supremes had Holland Dozier Holland. The Raincoats had a boy drummer. The Slits had a boy drummer. No gang. If you want to talk about the most important woman band in rock music, you have to acknowledge the Go-Go's. The first and only such group who played all their own instruments, wrote all their own songs, and scored a number one album with their debut. Plus, the album is amazing. Our Lips Are Sealed, okay, co-written with a guy, but who's more feminized than Terry Hall, is a perfect pop song. Stop pretending Kim's Gordon and Deal are the coolest rocker chicks ever and bow down before Belinda, Jane, Kathy, Charlotte, Gina, the last of whom locked eyes with me at their show at the Channel in Boston in 81. I was sure something was going to happen there, but she's a lesbian, so oh well. The Go-Go's, they rule the universe. Here's Our Lips Are Sealed, and admit it, you know every word. Rob and other record fans, this is James in Baltimore, and I'm very excited to share with you the song by a woman artist that got me high. Normally, this might be a tough call for me. I'm a little OCD by nature, and I've been prone to some intense musical crushes, whether it was carrying a torch for Chrissy Hind in college, navigating through sadness in my 30s by listening to Gillian Welch on repeat, or my more recent obsessions with Janelle Monet and Casey Musgraves. Even earlier this year, I might have been hard-pressed to pick between Lucy Dacus and British R&B singer Leanne Le Havis, both of whom had records on constant repeat in our house. Right now, though, the woman artist I'm most excited about is Margaret Glassby. I've been learning to play the guitar this year, so I'm checking out a lot of guitarists on YouTube. One of my current faves is jazzer and erstwhile child prodigy Julian Lodge. Seeing my interest, YouTube started suggesting performances by Margaret Glassby, who is Lodge's longtime romantic partner and, as of last year, his wife. The first video of hers that I watched was her Tiny Death concert for NPR Music. The set opens with my pick for this show, a song called Emotions and Math, from Glassby's 2016 record of the same name. My first thought was, wow, she's got an unbelievably annoying and affected singing style. It's not really an exaggeration to say that four minutes later, I was a super fan. I'm absolutely enchanted with that annoying voice and her punchy minimalist guitar playing. And the songwriting. Extraordinary. Her of is admittedly a little overfull of two types of second-person songs, 
the I'm so in love with you song and the brutal I'm so done with you breakup song. But her songs are packed with thrilling wordplay and hooky melodies, and I love them all. I can't get enough right now. Thanks for letting me fanboy. Oh, and I got you by my side. Everything's all right. It's just when you're gone, I start to snooze the alarm. Cause I stay up until four in the morning. To your back Shivering in an ice cold bath Of emotions and math Oh, it's a shame and I'm to blame Cause we're alright Until you go and I start losing control Without a warning Hi Rob, this is Paul Marfleet. The song I've chosen is Hypocrite by Lush, the lead single from their second album Split. I remember taping the song off a radio in the spring of 1994, when I was 16 and starting to get into alternative music. I wouldn't have known much about the band at the time, and I expect I disliked it because it was a catchy pop song. Listening to it almost 30 years later, and knowing more about the band's history, I can now appreciate what a well-crafted song it is. In 1994, Lush were a band in transition, moving away from their early Cocteau Twins-inspired sound to something more like mainstream alternative rock. I think this period suits them well. The shoegaze influence is still there, but the band sounds tighter than before, and with the lyrics that can be heard above the layers of noise. The song's bitter, caustic lyrics deal with the aftermath of a friend's emotional betrayal, with singer Mickey Berenier's anger tempered by the realisation that her own actions make her no better a person than her former friend. The opening bass hook is reminiscent of Kim Deal's playing for the Pixies and Breeders, but Mickey and Emma Anderson's buzzsaw guitar attack also brings to mind the C86 indie pop of bands like The Shop Assistants, as well as the late 70s work of Buzzcocks. Lush would go on to enjoy a brief period as pop stars during the Britpop era of their final album Love Life, before calling it a day in 1996 following the tragic suicide of their drummer Chris Ackland. I wasn't really a fan of their Britpop stuff, and I missed out on their early shoegaze records. So for me, it's the Lush of 1994 that really got me high.
to Rob. This is Marsha in Central Florida. And the song by a female group that gets me high is a song by the ultimate girl group, the Supreme Girl Group. It's Stop in the Name of Love, obviously, by the Supremes. I actually can't remember when this song didn't get me high. I spent the first 33 years of my life in Metro Detroit. And while Motel and the Corporation left Detroit not long after I was born, the classic Motown sound remained and was still a constant presence on Detroit radio and everywhere and anywhere music could be heard. Restaurants, local TV commercials, Tiger baseball games. Anyways, you get the idea. If you were growing up in the Detroit area in the 70s and 80s, 60s era Motown was a part of your upbringing and it's why I love the Supremes. When I was a kid, I dug how this song immediately demanded your attention and carried over to a bouncy beat with the catchy hook of Think It Over. In my teens, I adored it because I discovered the bouncy beat and the catchy hook was juxtaposed against a simple yet absolutely heartbreaking set of lyrics. Lyrics like, each time you are together, I'm so afraid of losing you forever. The earnestness, the pain, the vulnerability the Supremes deliver is still palpable to me after listening to the song on repeat an embarrassingly amount of time over many decades now. This song, it still gets to me emotionally like no other song does. hard to pick one female artist to talk about, but I settled on somebody that uh, the first time I heard her, the first time I heard her, uh, just didn't know what the hell was going on. Who writes that? Who does that? Um, I don't exactly know what's happening here, but I know I love it and I want to hear a lot more of it. And that stayed true uh, as she's bounced around through different styles through her career so far. Um, and uh, so that's Amanda Palmer. And uh, these days, just mostly solo stuff. But uh, the song I would point everybody to as my starting point in was uh, when she was with the Dresden Dolls, uh, Girl Anachronism. Uh, it's just manic and it, relentless and fantastic. And, uh, you know, to call yourselves punk cabaret and actually live up to that is a trick that they pulled off. And, uh, yeah, it works.
is just a few days late. I don't think that's a bad record. I can't help but wonder if it has something to do with the jazz episode also. Um, the subject matter, uh, Lucy Dacus is the pick I choose. Her song Addictions from the 2018 album Historian. Uh, she's got three albums out. One just came out uh, last or this year in April. Um, all three of them are great. Um, and uh, she's from Virginia. Uh, she's touring next year. Uh, I like her style. It's kind of um, a little bit of Liz Fair um, sort of music with Amy Mann type of sharp lyrics. You know, common themes, but really well spoken. So give her a try. See if you guys like it. See ya. Freeze frame, tidal in the passenger side. I'm still. After all this time Can you imagine what it's like to be with you now? Forget your current lover Remember me that one July Laying bareback on the roads Watching the Hey, Rob. So my pick, uh, keeping with the tradition of me picking usually <laughs> tracks from Bardo Pond and Lauren Connors, I'm going to pick uh, Kath Bloom for um, that woman artist track song, Got Me High. I'm going to pick There Was a Boy by Kath Bloom. Uh, she played this with Lauren Connors. It's from a record that came out in 1982 called Sing the Children Over. Uh, Kath is still active today, uh, just released a 7-inch recently with David Shapiro, put out an LP a couple years ago, uh, gets on the road from time to time. Just a beautiful person and an amazing voice. Um, 
there's like sadness and hope at the same time. So my track is There Was a Boy by Kath Bloom. There was a boy, he had a toy to play with. He made it from the mud, dried in the sun. Someone in his household didn't like it. Hey folks, this is Laughing Larry with my contribution for that song by a woman artist slash female band Got Me High. What a great topic. I'm a huge fan of mostly rock music and I love female vocals, everything from Kate Bush to Diamante Glass. Um, so it would be so easy for me to find something esoteric and possibly somewhat overlooked to float for this episode. But, you know, when Rob threw open the idea of asking for suggestions, I came up with that holiday tune got me high, which, you know, it's the season. And um, so I'm going to give you that song by a female artist that's a holiday tune that got me high. In 1981, ZE Records asked all their artists to contribute a Christmas song for a Christmas compilation. And Chris Butler, guitarist for The Waitresses, wrote Christmas Rapping. Um, man, this is such a great tune. And yes, I'm sure you all know it well. You're tired of hearing it, especially this time of year. But oh my God, it ticks all the buttons for me. First of all, Tracy Wormworth's bass line is monstrous. Um, my second favorite Christmas bass line of all time, second only to Stuart Ham's version of Sleigh Ride, uh, which is just, you know, otherworldly. Um, Patty Donahue gets credit for the vocals, but uh, Tracy Wormworth also is credited for vocals. And if you listen closely, there's two vocals going the whole time. So, you know, once again, she is elevated to absolute rock god status uh, with this performance. Um, it's a fun story. It's a little, um, you know, it, it, well, it, first of all, it, it is actually a story that unveils over the course of the three minutes or however long it is. And um, I just absolutely love it. And kind of like Die Hard, it ain't Christmas if you're not playing Christmas rapping. So there you have it. Oh, humbug, that's too strong, it is my favorite holiday. But all this 
Patrons, once again, you guys nailed it. You knocked it out of the park. Uh, I really uh, enjoyed uh, putting this episode together and uh, hearing all your submissions. Don't forget, uh, once again, if you guys want to become a part of the Patreon episodes, they're a lot of fun. Just go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron of the show. It would be awesome. Even if you're not a patron, I hope you enjoy listening uh, to these episodes from all the great patrons. I'm going to end it uh, with an artist, uh, kind of obscure, I guess. Her name's Christina. Uh, her full name was Christina Monet Zilka, but she went uh, by the name of Christina. She put out two albums. Uh, this one, uh, Sleep It Off, uh, came out in 1984. And I don't even remember how I discovered it, but I came across it and I got this record. And it's great. I guess they called her kind of a no-wave uh, singer. She was part of the uh, no-wave scene, uh, late 70s, early 80s. And this album was produced by Don Was. And she's great. She just has this great sardonic, sarcastic delivery. And uh, these songs, uh, she's a really great songwriter. And they're very, they're just about the whole New York scene. And um, they're just, like I said, they're very sarcastic. And her, her lyrics are so good. And, and she writes about, you know, things. I, I think that woman, like maybe a young, I mean, she ended up, she married uh, someone with money. And she was in the, the New York socialite scene and everything. But she just had this sort of dry, she has this dry sense of humor about everything and everything that went on. And it's just so, uh, it's so great. And, and the record, I mean, I love I love every song on this record, and uh, maybe the one, um, What's a Girl to Do, is probably her best-known one, maybe. I mean, uh, if you hear a little of it, you may recognize it. Uh, But the song I'm picking uh, to play out with is the final song on this, and it's just, uh, it's such a cool song because it's about a subject, kind of a dark subject. I mean, it's basically about some guy who his girlfriend uh, kills herself, and it's like how all... Her friends and everyone come to him and they all feel, oh, this poor guy, you know, we feel so sorry for you. And they like they console him and they throw him uh, parties and everything. And it's like almost like they're not thinking about this poor girl that killed herself. It's like they're thinking about this guy and what he must be going to and his feelings. And uh, it's like I said, it's very dark, uh, but it's great, too. And uh, the name of the song is He Dines Out on Death. 
Thanks again, everyone. I'll see you. How could she do it? Can I live through it? In this week's chic restaurant, he touches the hand of a vapid-eyed girl who once put sweet lips to it. She says, I understand. Oh, I understand. Now. To her self-extinction Let's throw him a party He must be in hell